0: What do I know?
1: Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. We are your hosts, Spen.
0: You, I never know if you're going to introduce me or wait for me to say my own name, but it seems stupid and redundant for me to introduce myself with just my name. It so just is, introduce me.
1: It is the 69th episode of Pirate Nets. It <laughs> actually is, Nick. So first off, any comment on our 69th episode together?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm more of a 96 guy.
1: Okay, it's a trick question Absolutely. because we actually haven't done sixty-nine episodes together. You were absent for at least two of them because one of them I hosted with our dad, one of them I hosted with the great Mike Baseglia from Mike Delivers the podcast. And Was Band there a Christian Kina episode too. Yeah. So that's that's three episodes I needed a guest host for. So this is much of okay, 69th it's still episode. The
0: show's 69th episode. Right, but you haven't hosted 69 episodes. It doesn't matter. It's still episode 69 for me. It's not episode 66 for me. Stop trying to take away my 69. All right.
1: I guess you can have this week's 69 if you really want it. I'll take it. All right, Nick. Let's give our listeners a finals update. Uh, In case you haven't been watching the NBA finals, the Milwaukee Bucks trail the Phoenix Suns one to two games, which is an awkward way of saying the Suns are up two to one. First two games, Nick, it was all about Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, although he's been a little bit hot and cold in, in three games. I mean, he still put up, I think, 20-plus in, in the first two games. Um I 27
0: and, and 31 in the first two games.
1: There you go. But but Chris Paul was phenomenal in game one, great in game two. Ayton has had a strong strong series thus far until game three. And um, it, it looked like the Bucks. We're kind of dead in the water. People were thinking Suns sweep. Before we get to game three, talk to me a little bit about your reaction from the first two games.
0: Well, I've been saying this from, since day one uh, when it comes to the Bucks suns matchup. The Bucs are a more individually talented team of players. The Suns are a better team in terms of chemistry, role players, everyone doing their part, uh, doing it as a team. Because when you think about it, right, you're doing an NBA draft with players from both the Bucs and the Suns. I would argue you're taking Giannis, then maybe Devin Booker, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. So the top four players on the court during these finals, three of them are Bucks players. Correct. But when you look at the actual team of the Phoenix Suns, the way they're constructed, I mean, I've always hated Drake Crowder, and now you kind of got to respect the guy. Back-to-back finals with two different teams. People thought he was crazy for going to the Suns. There's a guy like Mikel Bridges that nobody really heard of before the Suns became hot this year. 27
1: points in Game 2 for Mikhail Bridges. He was fantastic. And and Cam Johnson, I mean, another young player on the Suns, he posterized Giannis in Game 3. Now, it was in a loss, but those are two young players on the Suns that can really contribute down the stretch in the series, and they did for, for the majority of the first three games.
0: I agree. I mean, and then Cam Payne, who arguably was considered one of the worst players in the NBA a couple years ago, is now – uh, an integral part as a backup point guard to Chris Paul. And DeAndre Ayton, to me, is the quintessential center. He is almost a guaranteed double-double a night, a night, and it's not surprising if he gets 20 and 20. He knows exactly where to be on the court. He plays solid defense. He's an unbelievable rebounder. His alley-oop game is on perfect with Chris Paul. And the dude could hit an elbow jumper or a little fadeaway eight-footer pretty consistently. I, I believe he's shooting 60% in the playoffs, if not a little more. Um, what I will say is... I want the Suns to win. This would be an unbelievable just last five years for the Suns and Monty Williams. And if the Suns win, there's no doubt in my mind. I put all my money on it that CP3 wins MVP, despite Devin Booker scoring over the next few games. CP3 has been lights out. His fourth quarter play is unbelievable. There are so many CP3 haters out there who are now saying, holy shit, OK, this dude's 36 and just put a young, inexperienced team on his back and is closing out games against the Bucks, who have been what top three in the East in the past four years straight? Um, so, really fun series so far. Like I said, the Bucks are super talented. I love Middleton and Drew Holiday. Giannis has impressed me a lot. By putting the team on his back, but it just seems like if Middleton or Drew, if one of them is not hot, and both of them most of the time have not been together ever hot, uh, they don't really stand a shot against the consistent Suns team.
1: I'm rooting for the Suns. I do not want to see the Bucks win a championship, but I will say this. A lot of teams that go down 2-0 against a team as together as the Suns might crumble in Game Three. The Bucks did the opposite of that. They won Game Three, 120 to 100. Giannis was phenomenal, 41 points, 13 rebounds, and six assists for him in 38 minutes. And 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 then Drew Holiday stepped up, 21 points on five of ten from shooting, nine assists for him, 18 for Middleton, 11 for Lopez, and Bobby Portis had 11 points and eight rebounds as well, what I like about the Bucks is this. They're tough. They're resilient. They can take punches like we saw them take from the Nets, like we saw them take from the Hawks. Now in this series, they lost the first two games. Game three, they, they won by a significant margin. And they're also a little bit less injury prone than the Suns. You've seen Torrey Craig got banged up in game two. They're already down Dario Saric. So he's not coming back anytime soon. He tore his ACL. I think he did. Did he, tear, did he tear his ACL? I think he did. But let's also
0: keep in mind that uh, the Bucks have been missing Dante DiVincenzo. Okay, all right. Dante class.
1: DiVincenzo. Do- he's a Dante. starter. Yeah, but they still have Pat Connaughton. He's the same exact Pat color.
0: Connaughton's trash. No, he's not. He's, he's better. Look at their numbers. DiVincenzo is a, is a much better plus minus than Pat all Connaughton. Right. And now they're forcing Pat Connaughton to play 30 minutes, and he's the guy in crunch time. That, was, that me. was me. Listen, I'm, I'm all for – I'm with you that yes. the Suns have two injured players that mm-hmm. are – Consistent players as opposed to one. But let's not forget that DiVincenzo is a starter. Dario Saric is like the, what, the seventh or eighth man? And Tori Craig is the is the seventh or eighth man? They're probably yes, both. Yes,
1: but, but Di, Di Vincenzo got injured in the beginning of the playoffs um, against the Heat, I think, in that series. Or, or was the second round against the... Um no, was it wasn't. Yeah, it was against the Heat or it was right before before the playoffs. Regardless, they've been playing without even the whole playoffs. So he hasn't they, they haven't as much as yet. Yeah, he was probably an integral part of their team during the season. And he was. They haven't really needed him because they've gone through these playoff series without him. So obviously he's better than Connaughton. I was sort of kidding there. Um, but it's one of those plug and play things. So now you roll with a lineup where you have to play Bobby Portis and, and Brooke Lopez a little bit. You still have P.J. Tucker you you bringing Pat Connaughton off the bench, Jeff Teague. I mean – Bryn Forbes. This, you can't hit Bryn, a Bryn Forbes. Look, all I'm saying is this Bucks team is resilient. I, I think they're a little bit tougher than the Suns. I don't think they're as deep. But game three was scary. And this series, Nick, it's kind of reminding me of Cavaliers-Warriors in 2016 during those finals. My point being this. Giannis is having an historical – Finals. I mean, thirty a game. Last night he did forty-one. Oh, Two thousand
0: sixteen. The Cavs won four-three. They did. Yes.
1: I was thinking. Okay. So okay. But do you understand what I'm saying? I think the Bucks are still going to lose. I don't think that Giannis is good enough to beat a Suns team by himself.
0: And obviously oh, I year- agree. I think on paper, the Bucks are a better team, but if you've watched the playoffs at all, the Bucs are incredibly inconsistent. They're incredibly shaky. They, they're mental midgets, whereas the Suns are are the team to watch. They're everyone's team right now. They're fun. They're confident. They're smiling out there. CP3 is now a god. DeAndre Ayton doesn't miss. Booker is just the effing man. I mean, I, you got guys like Campaign who we're all rooting for now. So the Suns have all the momentum in the world. If the Bucks had confidence if the Bucs could actually, in crunch time, um, listen, was I surprised the Bucs won game three? Not at all, okay? They went back home for the first time in the series. They're down 0-2, pushed up against the wall, and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday couldn't buy a shot in game two. So all you really needed for to, to tip the edge the Bucks' way was a little bit higher field goal percentage in the crowd behind you, which they have. We expect these teams, when they're this good and this close, to win at home, especially in the first game of the NBA Finals back on their home court. Um, but I agree with you that Giannis can't do it by himself. I'm disappointed in Drew Holiday. Middleton's always been been. Uh, Holiday had a, a very, very strong off-stroke.
1: game three. So you're disappointed with I guess his first two.
0: Games. I'm disappointed in kind of him in the playoffs because there was a point where I would actually argue I'd rather have Drew Holiday than Kyrie Irving uh, when I'm forming a team. Uh, Kyrie Irving is obviously more skilled offensively than Drew Holiday. You wouldn't even you couldn't even hold a feather to Drew Holiday's defense. But Drew Holiday, I'm a major major fan of. To me, he's like a new and improved Mike Conley. But now, when he's on the Bucs team and he's looking like a third or fourth option that's afraid to shoot the ball, it's a different story. So,
1: I think I think Drew Holiday is a poor man's Chris Paul with better defense, but offensively, I feel like his game is similar to Chris Paul's. Chris Paul is a little bit, but he better. is so much
0: bigger, dude. He could throw oh, a yeah. shoulder to someone and push him yeah. out of the way.
1: I'll tell you this, Nick, and 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 you can kind of point flaws in my logic because I'm really not the smartest guy in the world, but the Bucks. We're down 2-0 to the Nets, and that Game 3 win was huge for them. I don't know. I still think the Suns win, but if the Bucks win Game 4 and it's a best-of-three series, who are you really choosing? Are, are you choosing this battle-tested Bucks team who had to go through the Nets? Uh, best-of-three, three, the
0: Suns would have already won
1: 2-1. No, I'm saying if this if it's the series is tied 2-2. Two two.
0: Uh, so Best-of-five?
1: There's only three games left, so it'd be best of three.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: It's okay. My point is this. Obviously, the, the Suns coming off a loss, still in Milwaukee. I think they might be the popular pick in game four. You know, the Milwaukee woke up. Obviously, the Suns will make adjustments. DeAndre Ayton will not get in foul trouble like he did in game three. That'll be the key. You cannot have Frank Kaminsky on the floor playing oh. meaningful minutes if you're Phoenix. You just can't have that. So do what you gotta do. Keep but my, my point is if the Bucs are able to take game four, I think I might lean Milwaukee in a best of three in games four, in games five, six, and seven.
0: I don't think the Bucs could win in Phoenix. So my prediction from day one has been Suns and seven. I don't think either team's gonna gonna lose a game at home. So I think it's just gonna come back to Phoenix three three and the Suns are gonna close it out. I'm sorry, I like from what I've seen in everything, and it took everything the Bucs had to beat a Nets team without Kyrie Irving and, and a 40% James Harden. I do not think the Bucs, given their mental struggle, given their lack of showing up when it matters most, their fourth quarter inefficiency, I don't think this Bucs team will steal a game at Phoenix pending, knock on wood, I don't want this to happen, one of the core three guys on the Suns gets hurt. I don't see the Bucs winning at Phoenix.
1: Okay, there you go. Let's move on. We have some Nets news. Uh We have a Spencer Dinwiddie update, Nick. It's been a while since we've heard anything regarding Spencer Dinwiddie. A lot of people assumed that he will test free agency and, and most likely not re-sign with the Nets. But here's what Dinwiddie said in a recent interview from last week. Basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said he would gladly return to Brooklyn if they offer him what he thinks he deserves, which is about five years, $125 million. So I, I think the the disconnect between him and the Nets may be this is what he wants. And I don't know if the Nets are willing to give him that money. So I guess a two-part question for you. Do the Nets pay Dinwiddie his asking price and should they?
0: No. And I hate to say that because I love Dinwiddie and I'd love to see him in a Nets uniform. But like I said, as a selfish Nets fan, I want him on the team as a a, a guy who wants Dinwiddie to – have a good career and, and be a bigger uh, uh, role and a bigger player on another team he should go somewhere else I don't know if he'll get this deal maybe he will on a lower tier team that has the cap space but we can't afford to pay Dinwiddie this if we want to get a deeper bench if we're not going to have to pick up guys like A. Johnson Mike James uh Reggie Perry uh who, who else for a brief second there who was the guy in the thunder that we picked up with Andre Roberson Andre Roberson for, and he was for a dead. hot sec Listen, we're picking up like guys uh, at a minimum just because that's what we can afford and we're scrapping. As much as I love Dinwiddie again and I'm going to keep saying I love Dinwiddie because I do and he's given us some some unbelievable fun especially in the bubble, he's not worth it if we're trying to back up our superstars with some decent talent. Uh he t- it would be too much. He be he's asking for too much. He'd be taking too much space. I would rather spend it on a lower tier guy. Um, you know, just to give an example like a like a Lou Gwence Dort or something that is just a, a solid defender, knows his role, uh, doesn't turn over the ball, shoots at a decent field goal percentage. So I wish Dinwiddie luck. He's not getting that with Brooklyn. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening.
1: I don't think that Brooklyn's going to pay him five years, 125 million, but I think Brooklyn will offer him something that's probably in the ballpark of, of what he might get elsewhere, maybe a little bit less, probably a little bit less, but I really want the Nets to re-sign Dinwiddie. I disagree with you. I think that, if anything, this season showed us how valuable having a Spencer Dinwiddie on the roster come the postseason can be. I mean, if we have Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyrie goes down and Harden's on one hamstring, but we have another guy who can make plays off the dribble, playing with KD, who can create his own shot, who can play very efficiently in the pick and roll if he needs to, I think Dinwiddie would have been massive in that series against the bucks. And and I think if he's going to come back from this awful ACL injury, and you bet on a guy like this, because if you've read or seen anything about Dinwiddie, you know, there has been nothing on his mind since he, since he hurt himself other than just getting healthy and getting back to that, I don't want to say elite level of play, but really good level of play that he was at at the end of last season, at the beginning of this season. I mean, he played a a few minutes. Was it the first game he got hurt? He got hurt very early on, but he was, he was finding his role with heart with, with Kyrie and KD. And unfortunately he went down, he was out. I think having him next year could be such a huge advantage for the Nets. You then have three really, really, really good guards that you can go to alongside a Bruce Brown, a Joe Harris. Um, And I don't think that there's a lot of great options at the point guard position who are like a combo. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, Dinwiddie's a, a, like – Similar to CJ McCollum, just not as talented. He's more of the point guard, whereas McCollum is more of a shooting guard. But I think Dinwiddie's a combo guard, and I, I think you know the, the end of my whole soliloquy is that I, I think that the Nets should resign Dinwiddie.
0: If you're, all, I'm not at all going to argue with you that I think Dinwiddie would be an unbelievable for this team. What my argument is is at what price. If we can get Dinwiddie at at a at a sick price and he can kind of t- be a little less prideful and be and accept a lower tier price because he wants to win a championship, that's great. Then he has the championship mentality. He also has to be okay then with getting the least minutes of him, Kyrie and Harden, and probably mm-hmm. coming off the bench and being in more of a Lou Will type role where he's leading that second team. If Dinwiddie's okay with all of that and just wants to be on a winning team, no matter what his role is, no matter how prominent his role is, I would welcome him back with open arms. But if he's gonna put up a hassle for a fat contract, more minutes, and, and get in there alongside Harden and Kyrie and hog the ball, not saying he would, but it, it felt a little weird when he was on the court with them when he was healthy because he didn't really know his role. He didn't really know what to do. He looked a little out of place, not handling the, the point and being that scorer. Um, then I'm all for it, dude. He's the fucking man. I'd love to have him there, but he'd have to be willing to sacrifice his ego a little bit for the greater good of the team.
1: And also take less money, as you said.
0: And take less money. Sacrifice his ego and sacrifice his paycheck. But... If you want to be on a championship winning team, those are things you have to do. And Scotty Pippen says this too. He said, you could get a fat as crazy. we'll get to our Scottie Pippen later about How crazy he's been, he's been acting. But he actually said a smart thing, which was there are players who take pay cuts to win. And there are players who get max contracts on shitty teams who might never win. And then there's, you know, it is a business. So I'm not going to say there's a wrong answer. I like to be on the side of the people who want to win and be at the top of their game, be the best team in their game. But how could you give someone fault for signing a $150 million contract with the Charlotte Hornets? And they all of a sudden are, are insanely rich. Although the, the chances of them getting super far aren't high.
1: Wow. That was a, a low key diss to the city of Charlotte and the Hornets organization. Uh, but you brought up, you know, pay cuts and sick prices. And speaking of deals, I just wanted to shout out Manscaped.com. If you are looking for elite, I'm talking the Kevin Durant of ball hair trimming equipment. You will want the lawnmower from Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Fireside. All capitals, Fireside one word for 20% off manscaped.com product.
0: We talk so much about Manscaped being a ball trimmer. I just want to let everybody know they also do nose hair trimmers. They do just normal face razors. They do nail kits. It's not just shaving your nuts, which I think we enjoy advertising that the most. There's uh, anti-chafing deodorant. There's body wash. There's shaving gel. There's foot deodorant. They even have boxers, T-shirts, if you just love the brand and want to get some merch. But I just want to reiterate to our audience, I think we've only uh, shouted out their ball trimmers and pube shavers, but they do kind of grooming for every part of the male body.
1: Still going to continue to only reference... The equipment that shaves balls, trims balls, pubes, whatever. I've seen
0: your balls and they need them. Oh my
1: God. No, it's just that, that like, I can relate more to that than the nose trimming stuff. I don't have nose hair.
0: Okay. But that doesn't mean our listeners don't.
1: Whatever. Let's, let's move on. I don't want
0: to. Manscaped.com use code fireside, F-I-R-E-S-I-D-E. 20% off. 20% off. That's two zero. That's a fifth of a hundred.
1: All caps. Manscaped.com. If you have ball hair and you wanted to, to get it trimmed, <laughs> Okay. All right. We got a little bit of a rumor mill segment. So I, I've been seeing a ton of things on Nets Twitter. If Kevin Love is bought out by the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is expected to happen, the Nets are rumored to be a prime target. Nick, do we want Kevin Love on this team playing the five?
0: At what price, man? I love Kevin Love i love love i think he's the man i think he has been miserable in cleveland we've seen how much controversy or as jimmy fallon would say controversy there's been just playing for a shitty team and and not at all being a contender not at all feeling like he's contributing they've been trying to groom young guys like colin sexton who shoots 10 percent but still takes every shot on the team so i would love to welcome kevin love in 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 Honestly, I haven't seen him play consistently and healthy in a year or two, but I'd have to say he's still better than Blake Griffin at this point in his career. He's a couple years younger. He's a little more versatile. I mean, he's probably moved better than Griffin in the past five years. So, I mean, I would I would love Kevin Love. Do I want Kevin Love and Blake Griffin on the court at the same time? I would almost prefer like a Kevin Love and DeAndre Jordan combo, but yeah, I, I want Kevin Love. And to answer my own question, he's the same age as Blake Griffin, but you would argue Blake Griffin's been a lot more injury prone and declined faster when it comes to his physical health than Kevin Love has.
1: I would really like Kevin Love on this team. I, I think that he gives you a very good counterpart to Nick Claxton uh, because I think that you're going to see Nick Claxton p- play a lot more minutes. He stretches the floor at the five. He's, he's – you know, similar to Jeff Green in that aspect, but I think he's a better three-point shooter than Jeff Green. I think he's a more established scorer than Jeff Green. Um, and also, Kevin Love can rebound the ball. This was a double-double guy in his prime. He's a little bit undersized for the five. He, what is he, 6'10", Kevin Love? Yeah, I, would, I would agree with that. I, I think I'm right there. Um, no, but he, he's a player that I've just always admired, and obviously Six when... Eight. Six, eight. Oh, wow. When it went south in Cleveland and, the, and they lost LeBron and then Kyrie went to Boston, he stayed. He, he was the one guy that were like, Hey, we're going to pay you a gajillion dollars to be part of this shitty team for the next few years. And he's paid his dues. I mean, he's been a Cavalier for since the trade for Minnesota. So heck yeah, I would like to see him in Brooklyn. I think he needs a change of scenery. I think he's a guy that the Nets can really use uh, the championship toughness, former teammate of Kyrie Irvin, and I would like to see him in in Brooklyn colors.
0: I agree. I think he's a good dude as well. He's a. He's a and I don't care listener. over over. He actually, he's actually. So my roommate Seaver works at KeyBank. Kevin Love spoke at KeyBank uh, at one of their business meetings um, because he's, par- he's partnering with KeyBank for some sort of project or charity. I don't know what the exact thing is. But my roommate said he's just a stand-up, generous, funny dude who just wants the best for everybody. And I think we need that kind of positive energy on this Brooklyn Nets team. Kevin Love, is he related to Jeff? No, but he is related to Mike Love, who is a member of the Beach Boys. No, not Mikey Love. Not Mikey Love from our town. What about Matt Love? He That's Mikey's brother. And, okay. Know, no, yeah, I just wanted to confirm.
1: All right, Nick, we move on to a little welcome to the team segment.
0: I also want to uh, confirm that the code for manstate.com is Fireside20. It is not fireside. It is fireside 20. You have to enter two zero. If you just do fireside, it will not work.
1: Okay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So if you tried to previously insert the promo code <laughs> that we mentioned from earlier, you would have seen an error or incorrect uh, sign on the website. As Nick explained, if you do fireside 20, the letter, uh, I'm sorry, the number is two zero.
0: Two zero, 0 yeah. Fireside 20.
1: All right, there you go. That's the promo code for ball trimmers still. It's for the same product, it's just not, it's a different code. All right, Nick, can I get to this welcome to the team segment? You may. The Nets have hired assistant coach David Vanterpool, formerly an assistant with the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Nick, Damian Lillard is on record really liking him when he was a, an assistant in Portland. So I hate that I have to ask you this question, but first off, before you answer this question, please welcome David Vanderpool to the team.
0: Welcome. Any course, chance is he, is he Dutch?
1: I have no idea. Is there any chance the Nets will try to move Kyrie Irvin for Damian Lillard?
0: No. Uh, I love Dame Dollar. I, he's the man. If you don't like Dame, you don't like basketball. And he's a really good rapper, by the way. He's a great rapper. He's a joy to watch. He's hit some of the most clutch shots you've ever seen. He's lost me a lot of money betting when he hits a buzzer three to send into OT and they still lose, and you had the under and money line. Uh, I, I think Dave Gall is the man. It's hard for me to want him on our team, considering the Blazers' success over the past five years. They've had a decent amount of talent. They've had some really good runs. Their defense is horrendous. That every year the Blazers are one of the, the least efficient teams on defense. I don't know if – I wouldn't even really say he's an upgrade uh, that, over Kyrie offensively. Maybe he has more of a clutch gene. Maybe he has a deeper shot than Kyrie. He's probably more consistent from three. Uh, but if the only reason you're choosing Willard over Kyrie is because of, of Kyrie's you know, controversial – Absences or, or decisions to skip games for long weekends. If that's why you want Lillard, that's still not enough for me uh, to get rid of a talent like Irving. I
1: awesome. don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think that Sean Marks is going to go away from the big three that he's created. I, I, I think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are pretty close. I don't see him trying to break that up. Um, do I think that Damian Lillard gets moved before the start of the season? Probably. Do I pray? That it's to a team in the West and not the East, 100%. If he goes to the Lakers, fine. Then we'll see him in the championship. If he goes to the Clippers, whatever team. Maybe the Nuggets are able to move Murray and and something for him, and and he goes and plays with Jokic. I don't know. I do not want to see him in a Knicks uniform. That will drive me nuts. I don't want to see him in a Celtics uniform, in a Raptors uniform, any in a Sixers uniform. Any uniform from the East, I do not want to see Damian Willard because I think that pound for pound, he is the best scoring point guard in the NBA.
0: I think he's also a super prideful uh, uh, basketball player and athlete. And I think he loves Portland and he loves the way Portland loves him back. So I eh. think it's going to be hard for him to leave, but it might be about time that if he wants to win a championship, he has to go elsewhere. I mean, I don't know if the. Why would you go to the Knicks? I mean, how many moves do they have to make to put you in, a, in contention the next three to five years? Uh, they, were four, they were a four. They were
1: a four seed in the East.
0: Yeah, but look what happened. No, I, I know. Schedule in the league where they play in Riverdale High School. Um, no, I, I agree. The Nets don't need him, and I agree. I don't want to see him in the East. You're right. Um, but I wish Jay him the best. He's the man. I'm gonna counter that trade uh, with another trade that I hear from Clutch Points. I have the article open right here and. Going to throw clutch points a little bit of shade because last time I had to call them out on making up a statistic uh, about, uh, I think it was Joe Harris shooting. But what I will say is they offered a trade here, which seems pretty ridiculous, but I'd love your thoughts on it. But what they said is we can actually end up potentially getting Kemba and keeping our big three. If we're willing to trade Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, and DeAndre Jordan for Kemba Walker this is from the Thunder, by the way. People aren't up to date. Kemba has been traded to the Thunder from the Celtics. Al Horford is back in Boston. We would trade Dinwiddie, Harris, and DeAndre and receive Kemba Walker, Lou Gwentz Dort and a first round pick uh, in, in some given year. How much? Okay.
1: Hey, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's a ridiculous trade. I don't know if Kemba Walker at this point in his career is better than Spencer Dinwiddie when both guys are healthy.
0: I don't want Kemba Walker. I have been out on Kemba Walker since his Hornets days. And is Kemba Walker flashy? Was cardiac yeah, Kemba a sick shot in college? Absolutely. The guy on Pitt who looked like Stephen Adams. Here's what I'll say about Kemba Walker. If you look at his actual numbers, he is not a very efficient shooter. He is a volume shooter.
1: Yeah, I, I don't you think know, anyone's going to disagree guy, with you.
0: And, and why is he getting paid the big bucks? Because he's got balls. because he shoots. And it's because he's flashy. So you're right, I would 100 rather, I would, would, if you told me that we can get Kemba Walker for for 70% of the price as Dinwiddie, I'd still want Dinwiddie.
1: Yeah, I I think that's a a silly trade, and I don't know how much better dorts. I want
0: want campaign over Kemba Walker.
1: Would you really want Dortz over Joe Harris?
0: No, 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 never. I, I never said I liked the trade. I was just throwing it up to you. I think it's ridiculous.
1: You're just throwing it up to me, and I'm swatting it like Nick Claxton in the paint.
0: Yeah, like, uh, you know who's great at blocking? Uh, Time Lord, Robert Williams.
1: Oh, okay, I thought you were referring to maybe the TVA from the great hit Disney show, Loki.
0: No, and I've only watched the first two episodes, so don't spoil it.
1: All right, Nick, speaking of television... I wanted to kind of get away from basketball right now. Not a ton to talk about with the Nets. Yes, Kevin Durant is playing in the Olympics. They lost to Nigeria in that first exhibition game. I think they're playing Australia right now because I saw that Aaron Baines and uh, Aaron Bird, sir. No, Aaron Baines and Bradley Beal had a had a knee. Uh, they they crashed knees, but um, you know, we're not going to talk about that because the game's going on right now, and I'm not watching. I'm sure Kevin Durant's dominating. Let's get into some, will Nick the Filmmaker watch the following is the name of the segment. So I'm going to read some different titles to you and you're going to tell me if you will eventually watch or not. And for those who don't know, my brother Nick is a filmmaker. He makes films. Are these real movies or are these just concepts? No, they're real movies. They're not made up things. Okay, got it. But it would have been funny if, like, I was reading I'd like, to, like, I'm going to be
0: like, would you watch, like, The Rock playing? Uh, no, 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 no. These are okay.
1: real projects, real movies, TV shows, what have you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. A Kurt Warner movie starring Zachary Levi as Kurt Warner, and I think it's called The Underdog. Man, that's a real movie. Yes,
0: I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah, I'll watch that for sure. I'm a big Kurt Warner guy, but not as big as uh, Mark Bolger. Do you think sorry, that... Mark, sorry, Mark Brunel? Yeah, you love Mark Brunel. Tell the story. Mark Brunel threw me a quick slant one time in Jacksonville and I caught it. It was sick.
1: It's called The American Underdog, the Kurt Warner Story, and it comes out on December 10th, 2021.
0: <laughs> Who's funding this? Like Kurt Warner's not even <laughs> like that that prominent of a quarterback in the last 20 well, no, years. No, do you
1: know his whole story?
0: No, is it wild?
1: I mean, like I okay. Basically the story is Kurt Warner. I uh, was literally working at like a supermarket bagging groceries. Then he went to the arena football league. Then he beca- became a star quarterback with the Rams.
0: Okay. So it's kind of like an invincible type thing, but he ends up being much better.
1: Yes. But let me read you the movie description. Kurt mm-hmm. Warner leaves his job at a supermarket to become a Super Bowl winning quarterback in the national football league.
0: <laughs> Just jump from A to Z there. <laughs> Sounds pretty easy. They didn't even mention any sort of like turmoil he faces, but you will watch it. So the whole movie plot is someone just offers him, hey, would you like to be the starting quarterback on a champion team? You just have to leave your grocery bag job. He's like, all right, I'll do it. I'll tell you what, I'm going to make this game more interesting. You're going to ask me that, and then I'm going to come back with a fake movie, but you'd have to tell me if you'd watch it.
1: Okay, fair. What's your fake movie?
0: All right, would you watch uh, the Kevin Spacey story? No, no, stop,
1: stop. We're not, no, we're not getting into that. No more fake movies. No more him references. That guy's a sick fuck.
0: Okay, moving right, would on. you watch All right, would you watch uh, Dave Chappelle playing James Brown in a biopic?
1: I, I guess so, but Chadwick Boseman already portrayed James Brown in a oh, biopic. Oh, you got to bring Chadwick
0: Boseman into it. R.I.P., right,
1: great actor, great actor. We miss you, Chadwick. All right, LeBron James in Space Jam 2. You going to watch or no?
0: I will eventually watch it, but I'm not going to pay to see it in theaters.
1: I don't know if I'll ever watch it. Is that, like... Just, I don't know. It just looks like,
0: so insanely over-the-top animation-wise. Like, what was cool about Space Jam was the mix of reality and cartoon, and it almost felt like it was mostly reality, which made the cartoons feel a little more, like, novelty factor and special. What did they throw? Don't they throw Like, this looks like an animated version of Dwayne Wade's The Cube. Like, they throw you into, like, this, like, insane animatronic world, and LeBron James is is now dunking like from 90 feet in the air. It just is a little more played out to me. That is my next will you watch is Dwayne Wade's The Cube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've definitely watched it because I just didn't turn the TV off after like an NBA game. And think? it came on. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty stupid. I mean, it's like Dwayne Wade like flirting with a with a robot voice while like a bunch of people do dumb games but i mean if you told me right now i could be on the cube i'll i'll quit my job all right uh next
1: up we have josh peck from drake and josh and he's in a new disney show rebooting the classic tom hanks movie turner and hooch
0: i will never watch that and i will and i will be mad at people who do
1: Okay, you're going to be pissed at me because I am watching this the second it's available on Disney+. Are you kidding me? Josh Peck, all grown up, Turner and Hooch, classic Tom Hanks movie, Josh Peck and a dog? They're going to make for a great partnership.
0: Who plays the dog? David
1: Spade. No way. No, I'm kidding. It's a dog, dude. It's like... <laughs> it's Owen
0: Wilson. No, no. I mean, who? Vo- oh, oh, you're saying the dog does not have a voice. Correct. Okay, okay. If the voice was Drake Bell, I'd watch that in a heartbeat.
1: It would have been really funny if they had David Spade dress up like a dog but have no lines.
0: Did you know – I don't know if you know this, but what's not on this list is you know they rebooted iCarly? Yes. But now it's it's not Sam. It's it's Miranda Cosgrove, Jerry Trainer, and um, the Freddy. kid who plays Freddie Benson, yes. and they're all, like, drinking and stuff.
1: Yeah, I haven't really been interested in it because I wasn't a huge iCarly guy when it was out, like that was kind of a little bit past our shot. We were probably what. But you loved years Crazy ago?
0: Steve on Drake and Josh.
1: Yeah, I mean Jerry Trainer is great, and I think he has his own podcast. Shout out Jerry Trainer doing well for himself, especially. Same Spencer on the show. It is Spencer on the show. Uh, I, I guess are you going to watch that?
0: I think I, I might watch an episode to get a good laugh. I have much more that I watched iCarly rebooted than Turner and Hooch with Josh Peck skinny.
1: All right, I have one more uh, thing. Will you watch the new M. Night Shyamalan movie? It's called Old. And basically this family goes to a beach and for some reason, certain members of the family, they age like extremely rapidly, but within like 10 (laughs) minutes. So like like they show up to the beach with their like, I guess, nine and 11 year old son and daughter. And then they lose them for like 10 minutes. And then they find them and they're 28 and 30 years old
0: that's honestly pretty wild it's actually based on uh either a novel or a short story i was reading about it yesterday i would see that it, you know it's at night Shyamalan so it's going to be entertaining even if you're laughing at some of the silly things that he puts in his movies uh and i mean i guess another ode to we're mentioning nickelodeon so much naked brothers band the kid who stars in that movie is alex wolf from the uh from the naked brothers band and, and nat and alex Wolf were both talented singers and actors at this point you know what? i will watch i'm old. sorry
1: what brothers band what's the name of the band the Naked Brothers Band? The Naked, like N-A-K-E-D. You never heard of them? Never heard of them. What a fucking weird Dude, band name. It was a huge show. Eric King and TJ used to and I used to watch it in our basement. The Naked Brothers Band. Yes. Okay, um yeah, no.
0: They're not actually naked.
1: No, I understand that. It's just a weird name. Like they're not the bare naked ladies. No, but what's the
0: argument you're making? I don't know. It's just, I don't like Uh, their dad, uh, something. Wolf. he was the leading band member of the Arsenio hall show.
1: Okay. That's kind of cool. I'll tell you this. I will not see this M night Shyamalan movie. It looks creepy as shit. I was literally terrified watching the trailer the other day um, at the movie theater because I went to see black widow. Great movie. Really recommend it. Scar Joe's in it. Ray Weinstone or Winstone. Um, David Harbour from Stranger Things and uh, Rachel Florence Wise, Florence Pugh's in it. Rachel Wise. You uh, know who Florence
0: Pugh dates? Who? Zach Braff. Oh, cool!
1: Not Zachary Levi, who's playing Kurt Warner in the new Kurt Warner movie.
0: No, and not Zachary Deckler either.
1: You. <laughs> We got a few references in here that are going to go right over people's heads, but that's okay because this has been another edition of Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick brought to you by Empire Sports Media, episode 69. Nick, any final words for the listeners?
0: It's Fireside 20, everyone. There's a two zero at the end of the promo code.
1: And you had some words about Scottie Pippen before we end the show, so please give me your your quick Scottie
0: Pippen (sighs) takes just shut up scotty i know you're trying to sell a book but just shut up you're throwing everyone under the bus and nobody believes you you're, you're saying you were the real leader of the bulls michael jordan was only big because the media created a false icon phil jackson was racist charles barkley was fat and and, and not tough at all uh kd should have passed the ball more in the playoffs than the nets would have won he just said blasphemy after blasphemy he's embarrassing himself Uh, I don't think the last dance made him look that bad and apparently he hated his image in there because it wasn't about him and he was upset it wasn't more about the Bulls. No, it was about Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time and nobody is taking anything away from you or your skill or your championships. Everyone knows the Bulls would not have been the Chicago Bulls with six shifts if you weren't a part of the team, Scotty. Everyone knows that. We respect your game. You're unbelievable. When you played, you were top 10 in the league every year. But now you're making people turn on you and you're making people question your judgment, and Michael Jordan thinks you're a loser, and Phil Jackson thinks you're a loser, and honestly, KD would have beat you one-on-one.
1: I'm going to disagree with you here, Nick. Uh, With the exception of the Kevin Durant comments from Scottie Pippen, which I vehemently disagree with, I agree with everything Scottie Pippen has said, mainly because he's trying to sell a book. It's hard to get people to read your book these days, but you got to publicize it. You got to create some controversy. You got to get some buzz around the book. So, is, right, Phil, so is, he... Phil, is Phil Jackson a racist? I don't know. He, I have no idea. But if Scottie Pippen's saying it, I'm going to listen to it. And
0: guess where I might want to read more about it? His book. Use code Fireside20 on uh, to buy Scotty Pippen's book <laughs> on ScottiePippen.com. Code Fireside20. It's a must read. All right. I have a um, stinky pinky for you. Okay, shoot. A wet Scotty.
1: A hot toddy? Uh, I have no idea. It's a dripping Pippen. A dripping Pippen. All right. That does it for this week's episode of Fireside Nets. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. And that does it. Nick,
0: catch Catch you you
1: on the the fireside. fireside.